Welcome to the 10th episode of the High School Business and Personal Finance Teachers Podcast, hosted by Knowledge Matters. Stay tuned for our interview with Caroline Swank, the Business Department Chair at Arapahoe High School in Centennial, Colorado. Stay tuned for the interview. Virtual business simulations are the leading cloud-based educational simulations for teaching business, personal finance, and marketing at the high school level. There are currently eight different virtual business simulations available. Retail, hotel, restaurant, management, personal finance, accounting, sports and entertainment marketing, and fashion. Virtual business simulations are used in one-third of the high schools in the U.S. You can learn more about virtual business simulations at www.knowledgematters.com. Welcome back to the High School Business and Personal Finance Teachers Podcast, sponsored by Knowledge Matters. This is the podcast where we talk to high school business, personal finance, and marketing teachers about their teaching careers and tips and tricks that they have for teaching business and personal finance to high school students. I want to welcome Caroline Swank of Arapahoe High School in Centennial, Colorado. Caroline is the Business Department Chair and FBLA Advisor at Arapahoe High School. Caroline, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Uh, so how did you first get into teaching high school? Um, I actually, um, this is my second career. I was a business owner for 18 years of a salon and day spa, and a uh, acquaintance of mine invited me to the classroom to speak in business courses. And everybody thought I was crazy when I went and got my master's in teaching because I think I found my pathway, my passion. And um, I have not regretted it one day. I sold my salon, went into teaching, and I absolutely laugh every day of, laugh every day of my teaching career. So I really enjoy it. That's great. That's a big switch from a, a salon and spa to, to teaching. Yes. Great. Well, what classes do you currently teach? Right now, um, my first semester looks a little bit different than my second semester, basically computer applications and how they're used in business, um, really connecting them to how they're actually used a computer in business instead of just searching the web and things uh, for just games, and then personal finance. And I've really have chosen only to teach the two this first semester um, because I'm really revamping our personal finance curriculum. There's been changes in taxes and things like that, and I'm trying to make it the most relevant possible uh, for my students. And many times I teach like intro to business, accounting, or some other courses that I do teach in other semesters. Great. Well, given your experience um, teaching high school uh, at this point, and specifically business, do you have any tips or tricks that come to mind that you would care to share about teaching business to high school students? Um, my biggest thing is making it relevant. It, it's interesting to me when you can find a business. There's many students that actually run small businesses um, in the high school. Uh, they already have a business like a t-shirt business going or maybe they're making cupcakes for a friend for a party or taking what they already have and creating a business out of it. 
oh, you're great at soccer. Well, let's see, would you like to make some extra side money? And then we go ahead and maybe they go ahead and be a referee or they coach younger kids and make it relevant to their lives now to help connect them to their future. Um, I also believe in bringing in guest speakers to explore all different types of business. It's interesting when you ask them, do you know what HR is? What is a human resource manager? And they really like when I can get a great speaker in also, or give them um, some examples online and to work through prog problems. Sure. Well, um, how do you manage if your students are having a rough day? How do you get them engaged? Um, it's interesting. I really do believe relationships is the first, the first product. You have to share some of yourself with your student and your student shares back. Um, and a lot of times it's just like, hey, I've noticed you're having a rough day. And then a lot of times, too, once you get to know your student, you're like, okay, would you rather work alone? Would you rather work with a group? How can I help that student? Um, I think relationships, and I know we speak about it, but what I've found is kids have like lie, de like lie de detectors on them. They know if you're telling them the truth or not, and if you really like them or not. And they openly will say, yeah, we know that you really like us. Well, that shouldn't be something they should actually say to you per se, <laughs> but it's really nice that they can they, they can detect, are you really trying to help them make a bit, be a better person, to find their gifts? Every student has a gift. Some of it's math, some of it's humor. Not every kid has just the gift of a great academic success. Sometimes it's something else in their life. And how do you get that kid to realize they are a, they do have a gift? And so you, you mentioned group projects. I was curious, given the fact that you are teaching business and personal finance, do you do a lot of group projects? I do. For example, um, and this is something... Kids are pretty much, whether college, not going to college after high school, once you live on your own, there's very few people that end up living completely on their own. Um, you always have to have either um, a roommate, a significant other that you have to deal with um, and come up with compromise. And I really think it's important for groups to go ahead and compromise. Um, I also find it helps out. For example, I know um, some of my students at personal finance is a requirement at Arapahoe High School. Very proud of that. And all students of all levels are in my class. Some are very low readers. But I find a lot of times they have a lot to say still. So if you put them in the correct groups, a lot of times I can. it helps them be better and it helps the group be better too. Because if they're, they are dealing with all different varieties of personalities and levels. And so do you have to market your own classes to students to encourage enrollment? And if so, what, what do you do for marketing your own classes? Um, personal finance, before it was not a graduation requirement, and one of the ways we did market the personal finance is there is a credit union in our area that finance a $1,000 scholarship to any student that has taken personal finance. Um, I also found when you start speaking to, so that was a really good help when people are like, what do you mean my kid could get $1,000 um, by taking a class that I think is valuable. Our community started seeing when we started doing um, some work that for our PLC, our professional learning communities, went ahead and put a resume, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, questions out there. And we viewed that these kids really don't know it. We started talking to people about what do you feel about personal finance? Our community, our teachers, our principal was very instrumental in getting it in this school because they're realizing 
they don't want their their um, there's their family members to make the same mistakes that some of them have had. So I believe number one is just starting to talk to people, writing notes in your um, community paper about what's going on, um, writing articles for journals saying this is what's going on. We need to help our our society be more financially sound um, for us. The other thing for it is I used to go ahead and since it is a graduation requirements, our classes are full, but some of our other business classes, we need a little bit more for them is recognizing that kid and saying, hey, I think you'd be great in a marketing class because I see you like these particular items or, you know, you really love all the personal finance and you're, we've been talking and maybe that accounting class and personally inviting those students to the coursework, I think is very important. I also believe in your um, your CTSOs, your organizations that provide, um, your DECAs and your FBLAs provide opportunities outside the school to go ahead and link the kids more to the classroom and to their future careers. We're very strong in both of our, our business um, groups, DECA and FBLA, and I really believe that helps them further their education and see the value of taking other business classes. And I was going to ask you about FBLA. I know that you're the advisor. Um, how did you get involved in that, and, and, and what do you normally do during the course of a school year with your, with your FBLA students? Um, one thing about FBLA is we have had a very large chapter, took it over, and I had 13, and now I have a wonderful coworker, too, that we're on the same page and really trying to inspire kids and seeing the benefits of researching more business projects and so forth out of, outside of school. And I, I started out by being a judge for FBLA when I had my own business, and I, I'm like, wow, these kids are really incredible. And I was very excited to take over FBLA. I have a little bit different take of being a past business owner. I believe that you need to be a good community service member. So we do quite a bit of community service. And also we try to get students to know each other in the school um, because sometimes a freshman, it's kind of cool to get to know a senior and be able to, to know more people. Um, I think it is a whole community in the school that helps keep people safe and, and happy and encouraged. And that comes from all different grade levels. Um, so we do anything from um, having contests or a very popular thing of maybe not being really comfortable of doing a lip sync. It may sound funny, but it's getting people out and out of their comfort zone because we're all uncomfortable at some point in our um, in our lives and that it's okay to be that to a gingerbread making house or we're doing a trick or treat street for um, the Down syndrome children to come in. That's a lot of fun. And so the kids really like to give back to their community and to their school also. Great. I was curious, you mentioned earlier that some of your students come in and they already have a side business or a business of their own. What's your general sense of um, what your students tend to know about business before they take one of your classes? I would say they know more about, this is my product, now how do I get it out there? They don't understand the financial background. They don't understand that they don't know how to price their items is one of the big things. Right. Um, they take it and they, and I find that adults too. They're like, Oh, they don't think about the, the gas that you drive to go to a place or the insurance or the cell phone or heck even the toilet paper in, in, in your business. So really trying to give them that sense. Um, when I teach my intro to business class, especially we really talk about all those other expenses 
that you have to consider your product just isn't what it's made. I think that's probably the number one reason why businesses go out. People don't understand the true cost of running their business. Um, so I really enjoy that piece. They don't understand that a business, if you don't have the knowledge, it's okay to reach out to somebody that does have the knowledge. You don't have to be the lone wolf person in running your business. Um, you just basically have to know, recognize talent also to help you with your business. Great. Well, have you used the virtual business simulations with your students in some of your classes? Yes, I have. Um, my coworker, I used to teach a class that we go ahead and we use the restaurant simulation. That's for more of our ninth and 10th grade class when they're just being introduced to uh, business and marketing essentials. It's, a, it's an introductory class. And she is, I used to teach at, she's teaching and absolutely loves the virtual business because it's giving students the realistic, uh, okay, well, I can't just think about hiring my employees. I have to hire them. I have to figure out how to do the manage the restaurant, what's the best way for the flow of the food, things like that. But I've been using personal finance now. And again, we talked about this in our, our PLC, that it's really nice in the respect of it's always what do you do when kids don't know what to do? I love that they can go back and redo the sim. It shows me also as a teacher where they're having problems with um, that has given them more their real life um, experience. I have students in my class, most of them are juniors, I have a couple seniors, and I have a couple sophomores. Some of the students, the parents give them money every week. They've not worked yet, they don't really have a budget to keep, or they spend just one or two items. They don't realize how complex life can be, and I really enjoy that they can get that from the simulation on, oh, well, what does my paycheck look like? How much do I really have to live off? So I can speak about it, we can do worksheets on it. I can do everything, but this is the final on, okay, do you really know what's going on? Um, and I like it too. I have, I have to say for my, I have a couple of readers that are extremely low. I've partnered them with somebody else. I've also sometimes have made side questions for them or reworded or spoke or uh, spoke through it, especially for your really low readers um, that have a, it, it's worked for them. I've made it work for them. And I was a little concerned about that, but I'm finding it's worked out just fine. That's great. And I'm curious, how do you integrate the simulations along with your other curriculum, whether it be textbook or projects? Um, how, how does that tend to work for you? Um, I'm, we, and I think it's good. We've not had a book, which is okay. pretty nice. It gives me more of a free-for-all, quite honestly. I know we've gone with the standards. We've looked at the national business standards through NBEA. And I've also looked at standards of the state of Colorado with the social studies. And we've cross-linked those. Then we looked at the standards on for virtual business. And that has been um, a help. But what we do first is I usually introduce them. They don't know the vocabulary very well and some of the concepts. And, for example, like I'll have them look for an apartment for their own. But a lot of times it's not as intense as looking for an apartment. I feel it ramps it up to the next level by doing the virtual business because virtual business brings a few more items into it that, they, that they've not considered before. And so I do fit, I don't do, I don't do them in the order that it comes. I'm always switching up the order. I know one of the next ones I wanted to go through kind of introduce them to more paychecks and taxes. And so I'll just mix it up to budgeting and savings. So I don't have to go in order. I like the flexibility of that to not have to go in order or have, or I don't have time to use all the lessons. I teach a three-credit class and a two-credit class. My two-credit class, 
I have to be very selective on exactly what I need them to do. Um, but again, we have it that this is a great catch-all to finding kids immediately that need more help is another thing about virtual business that I've been really happy about that. I'm going, oh, you know what? I need to talk to this kiddo more. They obviously don't have that concept. Um, and I usually work for more of the virtual business to solidify it from what we've done in class beforehand. Great. Do, do your students participate in any of the virtual business challenges that we run for either um, FBLA or DECA? Um, we did an FBLA one, I think it's three or four years ago. Um, had a great student that went and did that. Um, I've not had a student do that as of yet this year. No one signed up for it. But I think it's really a fun thing to do. It's really fun to watch also at Nationals to see how much money it is. Um, interesting, I saw at Nationals, uh, National FBLA, some were in teams, some were a single. And it's pretty nice to see that you can compete either way. Uh, so no matter what your style is, you can still compete in it and be successful. Great. Um, well, that's all the questions I had. I wondered if you had any final words of wisdom for other high school business teachers who might be listening to the podcast about teaching and your experience. Um, my biggest thing is is making sure to, to talk to your community. And sometimes we as business teachers don't tell the community what we're doing and the great things in the classroom and these great teams that we have. I would go ahead and just even in your PLCs or on your own, go ahead and identify where kids, where you can help your student, their children, and the community be better by taking business classes, especially like personal finance, intro to business. Those two are probably my top two because if you need to have the language of business and the language of finance to be successful. And I would go ahead and reach out to your principal, to your board, anybody that will listen. You need to go in with some numbers and say, this is why it's important for your students to be in business courses. Great. That's good info. Well, again, we've been speaking with Caroline Swank, the business department chair at Arapahoe High School in Centennial, Colorado. And Caroline, thanks for doing this interview. Thank you so much.